All right, we are just talking draft. It's always game day here in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, one of the things about the draft, you know, we talked about who can play. We talked about who's going to have an impact right away, what, what they can do. But I thought it was interesting, and, and you did too, as we were talking before the show, that the Browns did draft positions that you may not have expected them. Uh, running back, center, tackle, some of those things. And, and Andrew Barry talked about that in his press conference after the draft. Look, having competition, it's, it's, it's a good problem to have. And I think oftentimes your needs or area of strengths today aren't necessarily the same as, as tomorrow. We want to go into camp with as deep of a team as possible, whether it's you know, for injury or other you know, opportunities that may arise. But you know, we would view that as a good problem to have. Daryl, they stuck with their board, and I'm okay with that because, you know, it, look, if, if things don't work out, GMs get fired, head coaches get fired. And if you're going to go into a draft, you better believe in what you have. And I think that's what they did. So even if you were surprised they took a cornerback with their first pick or they ended up taking a center later in the draft uh, with uh, what Dawson Deaton, right, uh, with the last pick uh, that they had, that, you know, they did what they wanted to do and they stuck to their board. I don't your thoughts on that. This draft was all about depth. It, it really was. When, from the, the first selection in uh, the third round, Uh, all the way through the seventh round. It was 100% about depth. They drafted two wide receivers uh, to help them out, David Bell and Michael Woods the second. Added a third center in Dawson Deaton in in round seven. Added a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth running back (laughs) in uh, in the fifth round, which was a little surprising in, in Jerome Ford from Cincinnati. And uh, we got to see a lot of Cincinnati th- this past year. So uh, Jerome's a really good football player. They're, they're going to have to trade one or two running backs here uh, in the coming months to get more assets, right, uh, to, to add even more draft picks going forward because I, I don't think that they'll bring in a player. But, you know, I could see them trading one of or two uh, running backs, Kareem Hunt to Ernest Johnson. Maybe they trade Demetric Felton. Maybe they trade, uh, you know, John Kelly or something. But – they're loaded at running back, and yet they brought in an, uh, another kid uh, to help them out at that position. Defensive end, right? We, we had gone in and talked a lot about the defensive line and the lack of depth uh, that they have. Well, what did they do? They, they, brought, they got two uh, defensive linemen. Um, uh, Alex Wright, who uh, they uh, took in the third round. Isaiah Thomas uh, in the seventh round. Uh, you know, Perry and Winfrey, uh, they got him in the fourth round, uh, adding another cornerback, uh, making room basically by trading Troy Hill back to the Rams for, uh, you know, Martin Emerson. Uh, I think there's a good chance you're going to see him on the field. So this draft really was all about depth. And these players, you know, I, I think fans need to have a little perspective. The days of the Browns drafting their starting lineup every year are in the rearview mirror. So when you look at the nine players that they picked, don't expect that these kids are all going to come in and be starters and first off the bench, significant role players. A couple of guys will earn some opportunity, but I think a lot of these players are going to be in the draft develop category. So I just want to caution fans, you know, their first pick wasn't until the third round. Again, not, not to say you can't get players in the third round, that can be long-term contributors for you. Happens all the time in the National Football League. But all nine picks for the Cleveland Browns came in the third round 
and later. So have a little perspective, fans. All right, there were a lot of you know, like little things behind the scenes, um, <laughs> and I can't stop laughing thinking about Perry Winfrey and the way he was. I mean, look, if ba- if they need someone to find someone to do commercials, now that we probably won't see any more Baker Mayfield commercial for Progressive, which, by the way, I think he should embrace, and they should show him like moving into a new house. Because I-, I think it would be really funny if he did it from another venue. He should embrace it, but I think he needs to find another team before he talks. On the move with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I think it'd be fantastic. But uh, boom, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if um, I, I don't know if uh, Baker wants to uh, make fun of himself at this point <laughs> because of the way things I are. Would. And <laughs> I, I would too. I'm all about the self-deprecating humor. I'm, you know, no yeah. one's gonna say anything I, to me that it, I haven't it, already said about myself. So. Same thing with, with Baker. I think that uh, he could have some fun if he continues with, with that ad, ad campaign because those commercials were great. And, I, I mean, I know the you know, Baker Mayfield makes better commercials than he is a quarterback. Look, Baker Mayfield's a, a solid starting quarterback in the National Football League. But, yeah, I, I think it would be awesome if he you know kind of had some fun with that. But when you talk about big personality, like Perry and Winfrey straight up brought the heat from the moment he jumped on Zoom with us in the media room. Like, it, I've been a part of a lot of introductory press conferences in my day. I'm going to tell you right now, Perry and Winfrey takes the cake. He is the all-time greatest introductory press conference trophy winner in my mind. you got to hear this. A dog mentality. Come on now. I'm coming in and kill right away with my boy. I'm lined up next to Miles Garrett, the best defensive end in the game. It's over with. I'm telling you, it's over with. I'm going to come in and work every single day till I can't work no more. They will feel me every single day. I'm going to give it my all on and off the field. Anything that is negative in my game, I will turn into a positive by the beginning of the season. (laughs) Can you imagine him in the room with Jordan Elliott and Tommy Togia right now? (laughs) <laughs> and what's he going to be saying to those guys? Look out, I'm coming. I'm coming. This is my pet. Jordan Elliott, you're out of here, man. I'm standing next to Miles Garrett. I, th- it's it's fun. It's infectious. I just wonder how those rookies play once they start meeting veterans at camp. Well, Miles Garrett loved it because he, he grabbed that clip and put it on his Instagram feed on Sunday. So he absolutely loved the big energy uh, that uh, Winfrey brought in his intro, and he kept it going because, uh, you know, how it works is um, after they make the pick and, you know, sometimes uh, someone from the front office will come down to talk to us or Kevin Stefanski will come down and talk to us, but they get the player on uh, either the phone or in in today's world now on Zoom, and so he was pacing around his house. The sweat was dripping down his face. He this is how in, <laughs> intense it was, like just pouring down his face. Like, where was the Ray Farmer towel guy to help my guy out here? <laughs> he, he was sweating profusely as he's walking around his house. And so when he's done with us, then what they do is they kick him upstairs to hop on uh, the radio network. And I guess like he just picked up where he left off in talking to us. It will mean the world to me to be able to play with Miles Garrett. We are going to dominate offensive lines. We are going to make the offensive line fear before the game watching the field like, damn, I got to go against them next week. You so do. It's going to be a movie every week with me and my brothers on that defense. The dog pound is back. I'm telling you. I mean, how oh, my is God. That? I hope this guy can deliver. I hope he can deliver. 
Can you imagine that after every game? Daryl, especially when they win. I can't imagine him being – I hope he settles down if they lose. But I, I just – on a win, oh, my God. You know how great – how many clips we're going to have of this kid left and right? I, I really hope that I, – I just – I hope he doesn't lose that passion. Matt, it's so much fun. But, again, I still think that, like, older veterans are going to be like, uh, okay, man, simmer down now. It's a long season. <laughs> Can you imagine I, if you brought that every I, day to practice? I really hope he's a starter and we get to talk to him every week because he's going to win the good guy award from us and he's going to have the top 10 quotes of the year. I like, I, I see it already. So I'm with you. I, I hope he's able to come in and have an impact and, and deliver, love the energy, love the fact that, you know, he even said came from nothing. Uh, the fact that he fell to the fourth round to the Browns is motivation for him. He didn't think he was going to go that yeah. late in the draft. So that come, not that he actually needs a chip on his shoulder because listening to the guy, you're ready to run through a brick wall yourself. But yeah, I mean, that was an all time great introductory press conference. I mean, as he's talking, we're all looking at each other in the media room like, Okay, this is a guy we do not want to make angry. Are we all in agreement here? Okay, right. <laughs> number one, number two, we need to talk to this dude every week because he has the potential because of it. he's got that big personality. He's got the potential to be a star. He really, really does. Hopefully he can deliver on the field because obviously you want him to be a star on the field and uh, not necessarily in front of the microphones. The other, the other story that I thought was kind of cool. I mean, just there, just there's so many little stories when it comes to a draft. But you know, I was hoping that uh, Tyreek Smith was going to get drafted by the Browns because I knew they needed a defensive end. I didn't know how he would fit. I thought they would need a, a little bit more of a powerful. The kid from Ohio State who went to Cleveland Heights, and obviously Cleveland Heights is a school I care about. But I thought it was really cool that his brother Malik, who played basketball, got invited into rookie minicamp to try to give him a shot as a tight end for a kid that played basketball his whole career. His dad was a hell of a basketball player at Cleveland Heights, and then he went and played college basketball, and Ty was trying to convince him to play football, play football, play football. So I, I don't know. That was like one of the little outside stories that I really kind of enjoyed, but you know, I'm following that because that hits home for me. I don't Give me another story that you thought from over the weekend that was kind of cool. Well, so when they drafted Kate York, um, guess who was in the field house kicking? Greatest name of all, by the way, name Hall of Fame, right. Chris Blewin, I guess, was in the field house working out and kicking. And the, the Browns ended up drafting Cade York. But um, I, I just hope Chris sticks around because, like I said, he's got like the greatest name of all time, especially for a kicker, right? Oh, no, Chris right. Blewin, no. Oh, my goodness gracious. But, yeah, uh, he, he, was, he, he was hanging around. But um, – did anybody yeah, they, talk they, to him? No, no. Uh, just uh, I, I, I had heard he was in the building, um, but yeah. And they, did he and they walk out of the guys. building? I was to say, did he walk out of the building with a box in his hand? No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sources tell me he still has a locker <laughs> in the room. He still okay. has a locker. Okay, good. Uh, because good. remember the c word. Andrew Barry loves the c word. Competition. I oh, like the d true. word. Depth. Um, but. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's just when you look at everything that they did, right? Because we're when the draft's over, you know, you, you're you're breaking it down. You're trying to figure out what what they did, why they did it. You know, who fits where, who's going to play immediately. 
and, and whatnot. Um, I, I think undrafted free agents, um, look, they tight end is a position which they still need some help. Let, let's be honest about it. Behind David Njoku uh, and Harrison Bryant, uh, you know, they, they don't have a lot there. They have some questions. So uh, that could be an opportunity for an undrafted uh, rookie free agent. Um, when you, you look on the defensive side, if you were a defensive lineman not named uh, Miles Garrett, you've got a very good opportunity not only to win a starting spot, but uh, to be one of those uh, contributing rotational players, as we've seen with Joe Woods. He likes rotating his defensive linemen uh, you know, in and out of the ball game there. So there's going to be some opportunities for these kids to have an impact. But again, I go back to what I said earlier, Andy. Fans just need to – I realize the draft is, has been the Browns' Super Bowl. And it was funny Thursday night as I'm watching the draft and I'm watching the reaction from around the country because I knew the Browns weren't trading it, uh, back in. And everyone's taking victory laps. Everybody had the greatest draft ever. Everybody's winning Super right. Bowls after the draft Thursday night. And I had to throw a cold bucket of water on everyone. And I tweeted out, listen, all y'all taking your victory laps, take a chill pill. The Cleveland Browns have been Super Bowl champions of the NFL draft for basically the last 25 years. They have a total of zero trophies in the case to show for it. So take a chill pill. I'm glad everyone's all hyped and excited and thinking they just won the Super Bowl with their first-round pick, including the Pittsburgh Steelers with Kenny Pickett. But let's you know take a deep breath. But, yeah, fans got to just kind of take a, take a deep breath here. These are third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh-round picks. They're going to get some opportunities here to contribute, but a lot of these are draft and develop depth player moves that Andrew Berry made over the weekend. All right, Daryl. Well, thank you, and thank you to everybody that was listening today on the podcast. We appreciate you taking time from listening to your office podcast to sit on in and enjoy enjoy a little bit of Browns talk here. Um, it's always game day in Cleveland. We're, we're glad to have you on board, and if you like what you were listening to, remember to subscribe to the show on our podcast feed, and you know, go wherever you listen to podcasts so you can always know that it's always game day in Cleveland.